Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I have on guest Pete Moore. Pete helps entrepreneurs transform their frustrations into freedom by using a variety of frameworks that help them cut through the chaos and overwhelm of running a business. He's refined his tips, tools, and techniques within his own businesses over the past 25 years and loves sharing them so others can live the life they deserve as business leaders. Today, Pete is sharing some of his frameworks with us, starting with the five P's and then also the four C's for candidate and employee evaluation, both which help you ensure that you have the right people on your team to fulfill what you want out of your business, to make sure that you are leading by your mission and achieving the outcomes you want as you build the business that gives you the life that you desired when you became an entrepreneur. So let's jump right into the episode. Hi, Pete. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. Ah, Thanks so much for having me, Jamie. It is wonderful to see your smiling face here again today. Yes, thank you. All right, to kick us off before we get started, tell everybody a little bit about you. Well, um, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur, Jamie. It's pretty much one of the, it's pretty much the only thing I've ever done. I've only really ever worked for somebody on a full-time basis for about six months after university. And, you know, I don't have much hair left, so I am uh, down down the road, you know, I'm in my fifties now. And looking back, it's been a great career of entrepreneurship. I've owned uh, lots of different businesses, bought and sold franchises and, and um, helped people buy and sell businesses as a business owner, a business broker and continue to run some shoe stores and uh, have simplifying entrepreneurship, my coaching business that just love working with entrepreneurs. And that's where I spend most of my time these days. Um, I've got my Shootopia stores kind of running on rails, which is what I coach to. So uh, I'm able to spend time having these great conversations with people like you and other entrepreneurs and helping them through uh, what I call turning their frustrations into freedoms. Because as business owners, you know, we kind of get into business and it's like we have this dream. And, you know, you're thinking, okay, if I own my own business, I can, whatever that dream is, is uniquely yours, but it usually involves some sort of freedoms. It's like, I'm going to have the freedom of time, or I can do my own thing or make my own choices or all this sort of stuff. And a lot of times what I find with my clients is, you know, they've been at it sort of three, five, 10 years, and they kind of look back and they're like, wow, I'm working 50, 60, 70 hours a week, and I'm maybe not enjoying those freedoms as much as I originally thought when I was getting into business. And maybe I have more money now 
because a lot of my clients do ha have actually, you know, achieved a certain status of, you know, I've, I'm okay financially. And they're starting to say, hmm, maybe there's more to it than just that. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting when we start structuring the business to um, start to begin to, you know, become a turnkey business and run on rails so that they can actually enjoy doing what they want to do and, and live the life they want to live that maybe they dreamed of, you know, three, five, 10 years ago. Right. And it's always those things. Like when you talk to people about when they're first starting out, why are you starting a business? And it's always, so I can have the life I want. Right. Exactly. And then it's like, oh, wait, I'm working 60 hours a week. I am always thinking about my business. I have a business I can't step away from. I haven't taken a vacation in three years. And it's like, okay, you you're doing this because you want a certain life. And it's not giving you that life. And a lot of times I find that it's it's because that person is afraid to give up control and trust other people and get the support they need. And like it, even a, Pete, we were talking like right before we got on this episode about the way I run some of the editing for the podcast. And you asked me a question. And I was just like, yeah, because I just, I'm afraid to give up control there. Like I <laughs> don't want to give up control there. And it's like, I'm taking time and adding more work to my plate because the fact that I'm not taking the steps that need to be taken in my business so I can spend less time and I can have more of that freedom and everything. And I think it's, it's very, it's very common, especially our businesses. We refer to like, they're our babies. We put our blood, sweat, tears, and money into them. And we don't want other people to screw it up for us. And we don't realize we're potentially screwing it up for us. It's so interesting, you know, um, I, I worked with uh, one of my clients this year, uh, has been in business for about 10 years and has taken some vacations. You know, it's not like they, he hasn't taken vacations and his family with the family and stuff like that. But he basically said to me, you know, every time I go on vacation, my, my phone's still attached to my hip. So although we're going, we're going away in brackets for those of you who aren't watching, you know, we're going away. Um, I'm still doing you know, my usual job, I'm just doing it from a different location, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe working 40% of the time type thing or whatever the case is. Well, that's not really a vacation. That's just moving your location of work to a nicer spot, maybe, or a different spot. And so when we look at that as business owners, we actually need to have time off. We need right. to rebuild and, you know, I've got a whole sort of framework, Jamie, it's called the one page planner. And around that, it's it's sort of creating your life plan, because it's my belief. And when I start working with clients, most of the time, this is where we start, because it's my belief that your business should be designed to prop you up, not you always propping your business up. And in order for you to live that and create the business that's going to prop you up, you actually need to know what you want. And yes. that's why I kind of say, you know, turning your worries and wants into wins. And that's the kind of system that I like to sort of think about. It's like, okay, what are you worried about? What do you want in life? And how can we turn those both into wins, right? So it starts with understanding what you actually want for your life so that you can build the business underneath it to deliver that to you. And it takes some time. 
Yeah. And I like, I totally understand that. That's one thing. Like, obviously I talk a lot about hiring employees and whenever I'm yeah. talking to a general audience, like you could always see those things. Like people are like, but I don't, I don't want to hire employees. I don't mm. want that. I don't know if that's the business I want. And I'm like, that's perfectly okay. It if is. you want to run a business where you're pretty much like that freelancer, that's always going and supporting other businesses and just running a business that's just you, that is yeah. 100% okay. But you need to make the decision that that is what you want. And that is the business you're going to build versus trying to think, how can I always continue to scale? How can I do this? And how can I do that? That puts you down that path of really needing a full team when that's not what you want. And if you want that team, and that's the business you want, you want to keep growing and getting bigger and serving more people and really expanding, whether that's multiple locations or just what multiple products, whatever it is, then you need to put yourself on that path so you can have that team and you can grow your business. So I love that. Yeah. You have to figure out what you want and then put yourself on the path to get there. You do. And so I, I usually start with that whole idea of, okay, let's figure out what you want. And some people are very tuned in, like they totally have all that work done. Awesome. Other people are like, mm, you know what, it's been a while since I've done that, or I've never done that. And I really do need to do some work here. And that's great. And so, so we're aligning this kind of stuff. And then, you know, that's where the next step kind of comes in. And, you know, that's setting up your business, Jamie. And, you know, I've got this model that I've created, and it's called the five P's. And I'll kind of go through them quickly with you, because one of them is near and dear to your heart. And I know that's when you came on my show, the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast, that's what we talked about. But, you know, so the five P's are your promise, and then aligning your product, your process, and your people to it so that you can enjoy a better profit. And so if we think about it, it all starts with the promise. Everything always does because we need to have full clarity of what we want out of our business, but full clarity of what our business can deliver. And how do you, you know, I'll give you the um, very quick um, version of how to develop your promise and how to reassess your promise, which is what is the problem, the primary problem that you um, are dealing with and can solve for your customer? And then how do you uniquely solve it different than all of your competitors so that they can live a better life? So that's it. What's the problem? How do you uniquely solve it? And how are you illustrating the fact that when you solve that problem for them, they will live a better life? Because everybody puts dollars down when you can show them how their life is going to be better. That's the only time. If I mean, whether if you're buying um, a sailboat, you're you're showing them that you know living freely out on the water and all this. So you're showing them that destination, right? If you're selling um, a steak for supper, it's like mm, I'm going to have steak and potatoes and all the stuff and all the fixings. We're going to have a big barbecue. We're going to have a family gathering. We're going to have Sunday meal. This kind of stuff. you're selling that, right? So you're always aligning, and this is one of the big ones. You know, it's core and foundational to have your promise perfect and really be working on it. And a lot of clients that I've dealt with over the last little while, we chatted a little bit, I think, um, before we hopped on about a client that I was working with recently that have been at it for a long time. They've 75 years in business. Second generation is now retiring. Third generation doesn't really want to take it over. And they've had a promise for a very long time, but it's maybe not 
the promise that's going to continue on and provide them the legacy of that business down the road. So is your promise, and I'm asking the listener, is your promise still aligning with your product, which is the next P, your process, which is how you actually deliver it, and your people, and when this is the one that you know, I know is, is big with, with all the stuff you do, Jamie, but the people I, I set, split into three different um, categories. And the first one is your ideal client, you know, does your product, your promise still att attract and still solve, you know, your product still solve to your ideal client. Is your team the right people to deliver it still, or have they, are they off the promise? Don't agree with the product that you're currently offering all this kind of stuff. So is your team aligned and are all of the other suppliers that help deliver your promise aligned too? I mentioned before we own some shoe stores. Well, that might include all of the brands that I have, all my sales reps, outsource marketing companies. Maybe it's a human resources team that, that you work with. Depending on the business, all of those other pieces and outsource partners, you know, your accountant, for example, is, does that your accountant actually align with what it is? All of these different things make a difference when you're setting your business up to be a turnkey business so that you can enjoy the freedom. Because when there isn't alignment with all of those different things, that's when you need to jump back in as the leader to fix those issues. And you're always yes. being called upon to, you know, put out fires and all this kind of stuff and ever having the great alignment here amongst those things. So that, and this is the same as the promise, the promise, you know, it's like, we're, we're always showing the better life so that you can enjoy the right amount of profit. And when I look at profit, the last P, you can break that down into not only cash dollars, but what is the profit? Profit could be, I'm going to get some time again. I'm going to enjoy more time because I can now afford to hire a management team or I can now afford to bring on that other pe person that I don't have to do that. So I'm actually, the profit might be time. It might be health, right? I might actually have time to look after myself instead of look after the business because uh, from a health perspective, if you're not healthy yourself, you have a hard time leading a healthy business. And that's getting back to the free time and all this other stuff too, right. right? So, so many pieces of the puzzle here, but it's all got to do with the alignment of the five Ps. Yeah. And that is so important. So I actually feel like this is a perfect time to be having this conversation because I know even you were telling, telling the listener to think about their business and that alignment. And that is actually something I went through myself late spring, early summer, I, I had this realization that my business, I was following the easy money and got away from my promise. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, the business that I have now is not actually in line with the business that, that I want. And luckily I wasn't so far down the, that other road that it wasn't a quick, easy fix to come back. But I've spent the last few months just kind of doing a mini rebranding and really uh, getting a little bit more clear on some of the products and everything I was putting out and how I was communicating those products because I really want to focus on the promise that I put out there and the promise that I wanted to fulfill. And it was like this other stuff. It was like, yeah, as a business owner, that might be some of the easy money 
And I actually had to say no to certain projects because I was like, it doesn't align with my promise. And to me, getting back to that promise is more important than saying yes to this contract right now. And it even, like you said, you have to figure out your, the, all the people part of it. And one thing that happened was I had a team member that we actually parted ways uh, at the end of June, because looking at what she was hired to do, she was hired to help for that, that path that I shouldn't have been going down. And so once I reevaluated things and said, okay, and I talked to her and I said, we're probably not going to have more projects or that many projects that align with what I hired you to do, which means I can't have you in this capacity for this many hours a week there because there's not going to be the work to fulfill that. So we have two options. You can move over and you can help me with these tasks. This is where I need the help or we can part ways. And she thought about it and said, I really don't want to do this over here. Uh, that's really what I want to be doing, what I was doing. And we decided to part ways. And it was, it's like one of those things that it, that's tough when you're telling a team member, mm. there might no longer be a place for you, but Crazy. I had to do that alignment. So the people I had actually aligned with my business instead of just having someone on my payroll that wasn't actually doing much of anything that the business coming in wasn't supporting her role. Yeah. I mean, I've had to do the same thing. <laughs> I think all, most business owners, if you've been at it for a while, have had to go through these conversations. And, and the, you know, I call them crucial conversations. They're just, they're tough conversations. But when you have the clarity of that sort of stuff, that's when the decision actually becomes more simple because it's like, hey, listen, now that I'm in full clarity of, of, my promise and my direction, and I understand my, all these things are aligned, this person just doesn't fit. And if you're communicating, because one of the jobs of the leader is to actually communicate your promise all the time and to, you know, be, be reiterating all of that stuff, not only to your team, but to your clients and to everybody else, they know that they're not in alignment as well, mm -hmm. which is interesting because now it's like, I've been talking about this forever and ever and ever and ever. And you realize, so you often find people leave on their own. Um, when, when, you know, you're communicating the direction and they aren't in alignment with the direction. And it's like, they start looking elsewhere because it's not, it's not what they want to do. And that's okay. Because when we're communicating with clarity, it's just as good to repel the wrong person as it is to attract the right one. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, and yeah. I know I talk to a lot of business owners sometimes like that's one of the fears that they have when they go to start growing a team is they're like, well, mm. what happens if my business changes and I have to let this person go? Yeah. And it's like, it happens all the time in business, exactly. but Sometimes you need to hire today so you can get to the point where that person's no longer a fit. They need to get you through that hump because sometimes they're the, exactly the right person for today. But as your business grows and changes, what you need changes. So, you know, for those of you who are listening, it's like, okay, you're reiterating that fear that I might have to let somebody go because I'm going down a path that that's not right, or I just outgrow this team member just know what happens all the time, but sometimes you need those team members to get you to that next level, to help you redefine your promise and everything. But if you don't hire today, you're never going to get there. And yeah. every business goes through changes. Every business goes through transition periods. So yeah. 
if you're going to hire a team, eventually you're going to have to let someone go because they're no longer a fit. Yeah. And I think that's, that comes back to this idea of has your promise evolved, right? And, and as we're in business and as we understand our clients' needs even more, and we're saying, ah, I now I even understand this more. So we have to do this and this. And we're setting up that second phase, which is the process of how we deliver our promise so that they can have the better life. And when we find those, we're moving those processes through and we're, you know, making them even better and getting, are deliverable to the client cheaper, faster, quicker, better, better experience, all these different ways as we evolve too, things change. And, you know, going back to that conversation that we had about the one person I'm, you know, 75 year old business that have been at it for a while, you know, things have changed over, you know, a lot, a lot of years. And there's a lot of people on board that don't want change either, right? Mm -hmm. So with the proper clarity and it's like, this is the direction, then it makes those sort of things change. And, you know, I came up with this sheet uh, a while ago called the candidate evaluation. And from, from that side of things, um, I think it's a good little sheet for hiring. And I we also use it within our systems as far as, you know, general reviews and stuff like that. And, you know, the candidate evaluation, and you can, you can get it, um, anybody can download it at simplifyingentrepreneurship.com forward slash candidate. And it's just a one page sheet. But what it really does is aligns you and, and puts numbers and assessments behind whoever you're looking at to hire, or maybe who you already have on board as a quick little tool. And it's got four C's. I like five B's, four C's, four A's, all these kind of things. So it just makes me think about stuff in a better way. And the four C's around the candidate evaluation are your capability, your capacity, your confidence, and your cultural fit. And from that perspective, um, you know, when you look at the sheet, it's sort of like, okay, knowing what we know right now, is this person capable of fulfilling the job that we are asking of them or we're hiring for? Are they capable? Rate one to five. You're putting a number rating on this. It's important that we actually put the number down. The next one is capacity. Do they have the ability to grow and fulfill job requirements and advance within the company? And this is sort of, you know, the capability is sort of, do they have it or don't? The capacity is sort of a little bit of forward thinking. So it's like, hmm, what am I, what's my thought here? Okay, I'm going to rate them a four. And then the next one is confidence. And confidence can be, confidence is necessary to do your job well. You have to feel good about it and, and be in alignment and all this other stuff we've been talking about today. But too little confidence can hurt. But here's the thing that people don't look at very often. Too much confidence can hurt as well. And I, I have this little chart that I have. It's like a, it's like your barbecue thermometer, you know, that half moon one. And so it's like, okay, are they, are they sort of, you know, green? So it's cold. Are they sort of in the middle or are they over? I want them to be over in that sort of 80 percentile, but I don't want them to be in the 90 percentile because overconfidence can burn. Why? Because, uh, when when people are thinking about you know they're being overconfident i think um i think what happens is they they often believe that they know more than they know they're not asking the right questions they're not um you know they're assuming 
and assuming is a bad word. It makes an ass of you and me, as we've probably all heard. But um, you know what? That assumption can be damning on the business. Yeah. And a lot of people who are overconfident feel that they know the way better than your process. Going back to the five Ps, it's like we have a process. And if you think you know the better way, then either we need to change it to that better way in, in our you know improvement process, or we need to do it the way we do it because that's how we do it here and our customers are expecting it that way. So this idea around confidence is an important piece that people don't often look at. Yeah, I think that that's a really good way to look at it is, yeah, there's the people that come off very confident, but they're kind of the bulldozers. It's like, nope, I'm not going to listen. I'm going to do this and I'm right no matter what. And yeah, so you want the person who can be confident, but not don't know exactly what word I'm looking for right here, but not just like doing harmful things to right. your business, but they think right. they're doing things right and they're not going to listen no matter what. Well, and here's the other thing. Everybody else on your team sees that too. Yes. So the last C is culture. And usually those people who are overconfident, like burning confidence, aren't the best cultural fits for team-based environment. It's one of those things where I'm actually surprised that so many people fail to look at culture fits as they're hiring and especially in small businesses. And when I talk to small businesses, that's always one of the things that when we talk about someone being a bad hire, 75% of the time, it's like, well, I hired someone and they weren't a good culture fit. They didn't align with my values. They didn't align with what uh, our business is really about, our promise, our mission. And it's like, okay, like let's, let's fix that. It's like, yes, you need someone who's capable of doing the job. But one of the things I always say is just because they're good at what they do does not mean they're right for you. So find the person who is also right for your business along with the ability to do the job. Yeah. So, um, you know, from my perspective, each of these is rated out of five. So that gives you a score of 20. But on the bottom of the sheet, I also say the cultural fit is always twice as important as any other factors, right? So I actually rate culture out of 10. So we've got five, 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 and 10 giving you, uh, you know, that that score of 25, right? And then you can get your, your multiplier basically times before and you get a rating out of 100 if that's what you want. But, but essentially, um, when I look at all this stuff, we're rating each people and when the cultural fit, I, you know, sort of my tagline there is, are they the right fit for your organization and team, right? And so you've got capability, the ability to do the job right now, capacity, the ability to grow and fulfill the job requirements, confidence, too much or too, too little can be a problem, and culture, are they the right fit for your organization and team? Because like you said, I mean, most of the people that I work with are small to, small to medium-sized businesses. And when we dig into the bigger organizations, you want um, probably a bit more cultural diversity within, um, within those bigger organizations. But in the small side of things, we're talking about how do you get along as a team? We're talking about all these different things. Are you in alignment with the promise? Do you understand the products and the process? Are you a team player? Uh, you know, we're all in this together. We have to fulfill other people's jobs and, and, you know, dig in and help out all that kind of stuff. That's small business, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're not a cultural fit, it's pretty hard to be a member in a small business. Right. 
And there's even some of those things when you're looking at that, because you mentioned cultural diversity and it's like, okay, what I always tell people is you're not hiring your clone. You're not looking for someone no. culture fit doesn't mean they're exactly mm -hmm. like you, but it's Agreed. how do they fit in with the team? And even in larger organizations, you still need to figure yeah. out how do they fit in with the people they're going to be working with on a daily basis. Yep that they're going to be communicating with more, most frequently. And some of that comes down to, let's say you're hiring for a salesperson. Are you the type of culture that is, we make that sale no matter what, and it better be add on every additional thing that you possibly can. So it's the highest sale possible. Or is your culture that, okay, well, this might be a lower sale than we initially thought, but we did the right thing for the client every time. And we make sure that the client has no buyer's remorse and everything because we do our due diligence and we're not overselling and we're not trying to add on that add on like every to every sale. Yeah. Those are two completely different cultures. And totally. the person who fits in one is going to be like, wait, you want me to do what when they're in the other? Because it's not who they are. When you have also with some culture fit is, are you the type A personality that runs the office that you're, you're quick, you're direct and you're go, 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 go. And do you either need someone who's going to help rein you in, help you take a step back because you're realizing that that is why maybe you need additional help is because you go too quick and you need someone to slow you down. Or do you need someone who's going to keep pace with you and not slow you down? It's like figuring out what exactly do you need on your team to fit in with that, that team that you're trying to create. And it doesn't mean the same as you. It just means what's going to make you happy. What's going to make you make this person happy to be a part of your team and not be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I work with these people. I need to get out of here. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, one of the tools that I use within our, um, with all my clients basically, and I use it within our team as well, is Colby, um, K-O-L-B-E, which is one of my favorite assessment tools out there. And it really kind of goes through a lot of that sort of stuff. And, you know, um, I don't know whether you've talked about Colby or not on your show before, but it's a, it's really a great tool to talk about the modus operandi where, you know, it's like, how are people operating? So now I can fit in, am I a quick starter? Or am I an implementer or am I a fact finder or, or, you know, all of these different things. And we're, we're, like you said, we're trying to complement our team, not have everybody in the same pillars. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we need to start wrapping up, but before we yeah. do that, just one thing I want to tell you guys, the listeners, we, we talked about um, the confidence and one of the things that came to mind when Pete was talking about that, that if you're still like, we'll need some more examples of really like what to look at that could mean that someone's overconfident or maybe you have this person already on your team and you're like, okay, now I understand what the problem is. How do I deal with this? Go back and listen to episode 40 with uh, Katrina Burroughs. And we talked about, do you lead your company like a brilliant jerk? Where it's like, you're one of those people or that you, sometimes we talked about in that episode, having these people on your team where it's like, yeah, they're really good at what they do but they're kind of bulldozing over everybody in the organization. So if you're recognizing that that person already exists on your team, or maybe it's you, go back and listen to episode 40 and get some tips on how to deal with that. But yes, as you're going forward, make sure that's a part of your hiring process to make sure that you're not bringing those overly confident people onto your team that are going to ca cause more harm than good. But all right, Pete, as we go wrap up for today, how can people get in touch with you? Best way is just to go over to simplifyingentrepreneurship.com. Uh, that's my website. And I'm on LinkedIn at Pete Moore. 
And that's where you can find me the most often as well. M-O-H-R is how you spell the last name. Sounds good. All right, Pete, one final question that I love to ask all my guests. We've all had leaders or managers that have stood out to us in our life, whether in our personal life or in our professional life. So think of a leader or manager who really stood out to you and share one thing about them. You know, uh, when you mentioned that earlier today, and it, I haven't thought of this gentleman for a long, long time. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It was just one of those things. And it's it's got to do with my very first job, Jamie. I worked at a shopper's drug mart, which in Canada here is um, a, a drugstore, you know, and I, I we were called the stocketeers, the the uh, after school sort of uh, kids that were were there stocking shelves. And the pharmacist owner, his name was Ron White and Ron Ron was, you know, he was a hard guy, um, but at the same time, you, you respected him. And it's like he was he was just and all of that other stuff, too. But Ron also liked to have a little bit of fun and pull a practical joke every now and then. And he'd come in the back room sometimes and they had a little um, um, box cut out of uh, the diaper box and the bottom of the diaper box. And they had a Nerf football and we'd play we'd shoot hoops when it was when there was nobody in the store and have a little bit of fun with, uh, with Ron. So he knew how to blend when stuff needed to get done. It's like, okay, I, I'm not saying crack the whip cause he wasn't a whip cracker, but there was a certain respect and accountability there. That's like, Hey, you know, you need to get this done cause you know, it's time. And at the same time, when things were a little bit slower, he knew when to inject a little bit of fun and to make it, sort of family type orientation and it's like hey listen you know we're at work but we can have a little bit of fun too so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this one out to ron white from 30 years ago now or maybe even 40 years ago <laughs> yeah it's great i always think it's good to mix a little bit of fun in with sure. with work there are those downtimes and yeah. sometimes just let those downtimes be downtimes. Like let the team relax together because it really helps mm. build close teams too. For sure, for sure. It's a part of that culture. Yes, exactly. All right, Pete, thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Jamie. Make it a great day. Are you ready to hire a new team member for your business and you want to ensure you hire the person who can succeed in the role, make you happy, and positively impact your bottom line, then set up time and let's talk. Because this is exactly how I help business owners like you. When you go through my hire framework, not only will you learn how to attract candidates who have the passion you desire, but you'll be able to identify and select candidates who have the skills you need and can succeed in the role. Going through this consulting process not only helps you find the right new hire for your current open position, but it teaches you how to repeat this process with every new position you add to your company as it continues to grow. So if you're a small business owner who is ready to hire, has a rough idea of the position you need to add, and you're tired of going through the hiring process only to end up with bad fitting team members, then let's talk. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. That's jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at growingyourteam.com. 
or head on over to growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart and let's talk about your hiring needs. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.